0: Today is uh, July 28th and uh, I am back again recording another podcast and thank you for listening. If you're new to uh, um, the podcast, um, this is the story. This is the Pilgrim Stories podcast where we're talking about Bible theology and life stories of people. We talk about anything under the sun, anything about Japan, just, or we talk about anything about the sun, which is Jesus. And uh, I hope that you're doing well, and thank you for tuning in, whether you are just uh, in your couch. Just play this behind the, the background, um, whatever you're doing. Uh, my goal in this podcast is just, um, you know, just share stories and share the gospel and just, uh, you know, uh, bring encouragement in my small ways, and I'm really thankful to God for just uh, giving me opportunity to uh, just have means um, to share the word, whether you're listening on different uh, podcast app right now, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, um There's one more that I keep on forgetting. Or if you're watching on YouTube right now, thank you for listening. Um, And I I wanted to share a story of a friend. But before anything else, a little bit of update about Japan. We have been getting vaccines. And uh, we have the Pfizer one and we have the Moderna one. I recently got an envelope about it. And uh, me and my sister will get that soon. My nephew too. And my sister's future husband. And uh, they will have their wedding uh, sometime in September which is uh, somehow exciting too and uh, um, send her a message and uh, congratulate her on her on her uh, future wedding um, in that month and so um, thank you for tuning in and so like I've said, um, for anything else or not really before anything else, I, w- I just wanted to share a story of a friend and this has been something that I really wanted to share um, this is a story of a friend that I recently met a couple of months back and I met her at a charismatic church, um, and, uh, I, I didn't see her then, or after, after I, I had left that church, and, uh, we were both surprised, because we didn't know that, she, that, that we, we both lived just five minutes away, and then she just lives around the block, and, uh, we said hello, and then, um, to each other, and then I took her Facebook, and, uh, we started to say hi, and how have, life, how have, how has life been, and I asked her, like, how has, um, everything with you, and, um, uh, and, and everything. And uh, um, she she told me that, you know what, Caesar? um Right now, me and my husband are not together anymore. And uh, her tone just went a little bit low. And I asked her, like, um, what happened? Um, do you mind sharing your story? And, um, you know, but uh, and then she was like, um, I wanted to share my story, but um, I, I'm a little bit uh, reluctant to share it because it's too personal but I'm going to share it anyways. Um and I was like all ears um listening to her story and then she was like okay Caesar so um before before I tell you what happened to me um I want to share how my how me and my husband um met. So I met her in the Philippines at the wedding of uh my sister and then he was there. He was the friend of the he's the friend of the groom at the time and then he saw me and then he said that he liked me. And after the wedding, he decided to um, stay in the Philippines um, for a year. Me and my parents were a little bit um, worried about his condition because we didn't have, number one, we didn't have a big house. Uh, We live in the province area in the Philippines. And number two, he didn't have a proper place to stay in. And so what my parents did, they uh, made a nipa hut uh, for him. Uh, Nipah is like a mangrove. It's like mangrove trees that grows alongside the rivers of the Philippines. If you get on one branch, there would be uh, various long strands of leaves, and if you take uh, a bunch of those branches, you can make a house out of it. And uh, the reason they made a nipahat hut for him is because nipa huts are cool. You know, it's breezy inside. It will be breezy inside because the walls are not that thick because it's made of um, leaves. And so he stayed there in the Philippines um, for a year. But I didn't like him at that time, to be honest, Caesar. But I just went on with our relationship and just decided to see and thought how the relationship would go. And so there was one night when my father and uh, him were drinking. But before that, my parents have been uh, telling me that, you know what, I didn't like, we don't like this guy because we feel like he just likes you because he just wants to take you um, to bed and have sex with you. Um, but I, like I said, I just went on with the relationship um, and uh, just see how what kind of a man he is. And there was one night when my father and him were drinking. Um, they were having a good time. They were singing karaoke. Karaoke is one of the, the the, the thing in the Philippines. If there's a, if there's like parties in the Philippines. If there are, um, uh, all sorts of parties. Um, there will be karaoke outside. And if you know, there's like a, someone singing outside with, uh, with with everything that he got, meaning there's a party going on. And uh they were having a good time at the time but and um and my ex husband got, got really drunk. And uh when he got drunk he raped me. Um he just just forced uh, himself into me. And I was broken, um and I was shattered and I got pregnant. Um because I, I wanted to have I wanted Because I wanted to continue on with the pregnancy. And I don't want to have a broken family. I just decided to move on with the relationship, number one. And I carried the baby um, with me. So I carried the pregnancy and gave birth to the Philippines. And we all, as a family, came from Philippines to Japan. And uh, when we came to Japan, um, I was surprised because um, he put me in a house where there's no hot water. And the house was small. And it was cold. It was winter at the time. Um, I was surprised because I was a baby. I, I I had a baby at the time, and uh, at least I would lo- I would have loved to have a proper room for my baby. But um, I just because I'm I'm used to um, challenges in the Philippines. I'm used to to having a, a poor not really a poor life, but a but a um, what call it like a like a. Um, like a hard life in the Philippines. Um, I can swallow everything. And so um, I was there with my baby. But as months goes by, I felt like I have becoming his servant. Um, I would wake up in the morning and make breakfast for him and, uh, and, wait, and would wait for him to come back. And I had to make sure that he had a proper dinner um, before he comes back home and he, goes, he would go to bed. And then the next day, I would do the same thing again. Um, and, uh, I, I I felt neglected at the time because like I said, I felt like, um, I was a servant, um, for him. And there was one night when it was Christmas, um, and it was Christmas dinner and I was preparing dinner and everything was set up. I was in the kitchen, I was cooking and there was steam coming uh, from the pot and I was excited to have a small dinner with him and, uh, um, my daughter. And uh, he came home, um, and I had a surprise for him. And I greeted him, and I asked, "How are you? How was work?" And he said, "It was okay." And um, I thought the Christmas dinner that would be the per- the Christmas dinner would be the perfect timing for me to uh, um, share or tell him the the surprise. So I told him, um, "I have a surprise for you." Um, and he said, "What is that?" Um, I am pregnant again. And uh, there was a complete silence um, at that moment. I thought he would be surprised, you know, as we would see in the movies where um, there would be uh, a a short silence and then um, the husband would be be bursting into tears because of excitement and tears of joy. But uh, with my husband, it was different. He hit me. Um, He hit me really hard. And I wasn't really expecting that, and I was holding my cheeks. My my tears were crying, but I was really, I wasn't really crying hard. But I just wasn't expecting that from him. And he said, "You know what? I'm not ready to have um, another baby. We already have a small one, and I'm not ready to have another one." And he left me there, and I was there on the floor crying. Everything was uh, unprepared yet. I was in the middle of my. Um, cooking, hoping to have a simple dinner with my husband and have him being happy, seeing him happy because of this good news. But it was the complete opposite. Um, I was really broken and shattered. Um, but I swallowed everything. Um, I, I bore everything um, because I just, I just, I just want to love him and I just want to accept him and just accept my situation and for my baby too at the time. Um, and there was one day where this lady came, um, an old lady of my ex-husband, and uh, this lady has been helping me with everything that I need because I didn't know any Japanese at the time, so she would take me to the city office or whatever, I need something, registering something, going to um, convenience store, paying something, and everything that I would need for me and uh, for myself and my pregnancy. Um, and then he, she was there, and then she gave me a drink. She, I thought it, it was just a, um, her gesture of her friendliness, and we were talking, and as, as, as hours goes by, she said goodbye, and then I said goodbye too, and I took the drink. And after a couple of minutes after had, I had taken the drink, um, I felt numb, and I felt, uh, I, I, I started to feel weak, and I fainted, and, every, and everything just went black. Um, I didn't know what happened, and after a couple of hours, the next thing I know, I was in the hospital. I opened my eyes, I was on the hospital bed. My my hands were my hands and feet were were still numb, and I feel weak. And I didn't know what happened. And I was like telling myself I wasn't I I couldn't talk at the time, but in my head I was like telling myself why What am I doing here? Um, I was in the house a while ago, but right now, um, next thing I know, I'm in the hospital. And you know what, Caesar? there was the next shocking thing Thing um, happened to me. The baby was gone. Um, they forced abortion on me, and my husband and her planned together to, to do that on me. And I was just really, really just crushed, um, to be honest, emotionally, physically, mentally. Um, I was crying incessantly. Um, really hard because it was my baby and you know i knew that my husband though my husband told me that he didn't want the baby but i never would have expected that he would have he would do that on me um forcing abortion on me and you know what caesar um my husband told me after a week uh, being in the hospital um he told me go back go to work i was working at the, at the time to he, he told me, go back to work and work because we don't have uh, money to, to pay our bills. And so um, I was just a slave, you know, to be honest. Neglected um, emotionally. Um, ignored, used, um, just crushed, you know, broken. Um, I would still go to work with my unstable mind and unstable body. Um, I would come back to work. But whenever I would go to bed, I would have sleepless nights nights thinking about my baby and thinking about what happened and as i as months passed by contemplating on what happened my relationship and my emotions towards my uh, my my um, husband just went really south there, it was winter time um, uh, during that time and my baby was there was one night when uh when my baby was crying and i didn't know um what caused him to cry like that you know what, Caesar? One of the most um, um, what is one of the most confusing thing, and sometimes hurtful too, is um, when your baby is crying but you don't know the reason why he or she is crying. And at the time, um, there was one night I think he was she was cold, and I didn't have money at the time. So what I did is, is I took pieces of cloth here and there. And I made a blanket off of it and covered my my baby just for him to have something like a piece of cloth, just one piece of cloth, just for him, just for me to have something to wrap around my baby. There was one night when uh, she was crying again, and I didn't know um, what to do. Maybe she was hungry, and I didn't have, I don't have money, not even a cent. I was my 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 wallet was was dried at the time. So what I did is I cooked some rice rice, um, and I took the water. Um. Uh. From it, and then put it in a small bowl, and took an egg yolk. Um. Get the yolk and put it on there. mixed it. Um. Get a. Got, uh. Took a little bit of rice, mashed some potatoes, mashed some some carrots, and and mixed everything and gave it to, to uh, uh my baby. Um. And uh, she was happy. Um. Even though I didn't. I. I. I didn't eat or I couldn't eat at, at the time, but as long as my baby is smiling and happy with that simple meal in my hand i was a happy mother um and just um just my relationship with my husband just didn't go well just just went really bad day after day and so what i did is i took my baby to the philippines um left um her there with my parents and came back to the philippines and dealt with my husband um there there was one night um uh, when my husband just got really drunk and uh, he wanted to have sex with me, and, but I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to sleep with him because I, there was a love lost between us. Um, so what he did is, because he was really drunk, he took a cord and wrapped it around my neck and uh, forcing me to sleep um, uh, with him. And so what I did is I escaped, I tried to escape and, and fought him. I think the reason my husband was really angry at me beca- is I started to fight him and go against, what, to, on the, against uh, the things that he would want to do to me that I, I, th- that I didn't like. And so I escaped, um, the coil around my neck, took a knife and pointed at him. And it took another knife and we, it was funny, Caesar, because we were chasing knives with a knife around the house. Um, so as we were doing that, I escaped from him, drove his car without a driver's license. And I was caught by a police because I was speeding up, uh, away from my husband escaping him. And, uh, we were both caught by a police because he was also chasing me. Um, and the, the lady police was talking to me. I was, my mind was just clear at the time while the lady was trying to calm me down and telling me why did you why did you escape your husband and why did you do this because my mind was unclear at the time was unsettled at the time i just spat profanity and just words of just hatred to uh, towards that lady and i was like telling the, the lady please why are you telling me this um you're a lady you should have known why are you telling me to go back to my husband you should have known i was like cursing him caesar from head to toe because he was, she was trying to to uh, reconcile me and my husband. The other lady or the other male police was talking to my husband, asking him what happened and stuff. And then as both of them came to me, the lady and the male police, they both told me, "You know what, You know what? Um, I'm not gonna t- uh, share her name, but you know what? I think um, your husband has a mental problem because there hasn't been any consistency um, with uh, his story." Um, and so what I told the police, you know what, um, I am willing to live with my husband but only in one condition. Tell him to not enter my room, stay away from my business and just never sleep with me in the same room. So what they, what the police did is they gave me GPS, something to track me just in case something happened. And number two, so I can contact them um, if, uh, if uh, anything just uh, would go wrong with, uh, um, with me um, again. And so after all these things um, that happened to me, Caesar, um, I blamed God. You know, number one, um, why did he allow these things to me? Why did he allow my baby to be taken away from me? And why did this, why did this happen in my relationship? Um, I didn't do anything. I was really trying, trying to accept him, uh, trying to accept my ex-husband. But just everything just uh, were, were, were broken and shattered. As I was listening to um, her story, um, I remember a story of a friend, um, uh, a friend on Instagram. And then he was listening to my other podcast about Storm. And then he, he contacted me and sent me a message. Um, and then she was telling me, "Caesar, um, I listened to your podcast and thank you for sharing. I just thought of uh, um, sharing uh, with you uh, my story or the story of my grandfather. My grandfather passed away um, without um, knowing Christ. And uh, I stopped praying, to be honest, and I went um, on a struggle, like a faith struggle, um, and I stopped going to church. I felt that, I felt that my, sin, my sin was hanging over me, and I was pouring also my spiritual crisis onto other people and then pushed them away. I was angry at God too, and, uh, but however, I was uh, um, crying for help, and I was asking um, Him what to do but sometime but uh during this process i realized that god is revealing the idols in my life and in our life too and that i had to uh um experience this and experience the love of god and when we search him for sure he will be found um and, and as and i was as i was uh um listening to her story and then the story of my friend i kind of like asked myself like really like why do these things happen you know um, we would we would automatically ask these questions like these things happening to innocent people struggles um, death, um, broken relationship and even abortion like what happened to my friend. So um, as Christians, um, one of the stories that would come up or coming to our, our mind would be the story of Job. Job is blameless. He is upright. He feared God. He turned away from evil. He had seven sons, three daughters, 7,000 sheeps, um, 3,000 ca- camels, 500 oxen, 500 donkeys. He has servants. And he was, according to the Bible, he was a spiritually matured man. And in biblical times, according to other commentaries, that with a large family like that is a sign or was a sign of blessings from God. However, we can see in uh, chapter 2 that God allowed Satan. The sons of God, which is uh, the, the contemporaries of, of Satan, came to God and appeared to him. It's like a convention. And then God um, told Satan, have you considered my servant Job, for he is upright. He fears me, he fears God, and turns away from evil. So God allowed Satan to attack him. Oxens struck. His oxens were struck by a group called Sabaeans. Fire from heaven came and burned the sheep and his servants. Chaldeans came and formed three groups and raided his camels, took them and struck his servants again. And lastly, a great wind came across and struck the four corners of the house of Job's eldest son the house of uh, job's eldest son and his, his daughters were there and his sons were there and they were drinking he tore his robe shaved his head and fell on the ground and worship and one one interesting um came uh, from uh, job's mouth he said naked i come from my mother's womb and naked i shall return the lord gave and the lord has taken away blessed be the name of the lord Job did not sin and charge God with wrong. The second thing is, let me just uh, reset my camera. Second thing is, there was um, an attack on uh, Job's health. There were uh, loathsome sores, according to the Bible, um, from his soles to his foot to the crown um, of his head. He took a piece of pottery because he was really itchy at the time. So he took a, a piece of pottery and scratched himself. And he said, Shall we only receive good from God and not evil? In the Bible, e- the evil means ra uh, in, in, a, in a Hebrew term, meaning unpleasant things, giving pain and happiness and misery. However, Job's friend sat with him in Job 2.10. Um, and they sat and saw his suffering they just sat there in peace and just uh um just sat there with job however job laments the day of his birth let the day perish on which i was born he said why did i not die at birth come out from my mother's womb and expire and uh, as we see this story, the flow of Job's story from his blessing all the way to um, his health, um, he went on to a spiritual struggle too. Um, and he he came to the point of asking God, saying, I hope that I just die. Um, I hope that I didn't come out of, of my mother's womb. But however, before that, we also learned that um, Job also didn't embrace the things that he had um, the oxen, the servants for he said I came here naked and naked I shall return the Lord gives and the Lord has taken away blessed be the name of the Lord and I was re- and, uh, and uh, as I was reading that it somehow reminded me that all of the things that we have here the material things that we have here the houses that we have and even the relatives that we have, um, you know, though pain and death is, is hard, it, it's a serious thing. Um, and, but it, it's okay to mourn. The, the, the Bible expresses a lot of mournings and honest prayers to him. However, um, it's hard, you know, to, to get to that point of telling God that the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But the Bible is teaching us also that um, God is sovereign in all things. And he allows these things for a higher and a better good. We look to Jesus as He dies on the cross. He, was the most, he is the most innocent person who has ever lived in the world. However, according to the Bible, He was given in the hands of the sinner um, for ordained by God. For what? For a higher and better good. And what is that? For the salvation of humanity. And all those who believe in Him will not perish but will have eternal life. But how should we react? I remember my professor in, in seminary um, once uh, gave this, this this prompt that, that why do um, these things happen to innocent people? He said that when sin is absent, there is nothing to forgive. When uncertainty is absent, there is no opportunity to trust. In the absence of an, an loving person, there is no chance to express a Christ-like love. Like I said a while ago there are there have been honest prayers in the Bible um before we even say a word, God already discerns the words in our tongue psalms one thirty nine four says God discerns our thoughts and knows every word in our tongue. Scriptures are filled with like 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 honest prayers. why have you made me your target job 720 asks. he asked God that question. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus said that in Matthew 27, 46. It was the first time Jesus prayed my God instead of Father. He experienced abandonment and despair for you and me. We anguish and we pain. And it's normal um, and it's okay to express those things to God. But as we express those things to God, I remember what Tim Keller said that it is a sign of faith. It is a sign that we know And we have the faith that God exists. I remember a friend of mine, um, she's also in the Philippines. She was left by her husband at the time because of her health was just not going well. And then she also said that, you know what, Caesar? Um, Even though this happened to me, I know God has a better reason. And I still trust him with whatever God is doing in my life. And uh, going back to what my professor was uh, telling me, he also said that as human, as humans, the right to doubt is one of the most rights we have. Um, and going back to what Tim Keller said, when we express these things to God, when we express honest and sincere prayers to God, it's okay because we believe that He exists and He knows everything. My professor also want another. Uh, also said that the reason we have a crisis of faith is because we never stop believing in God. And in this life, we can develop the virtues that we learn from Him. Thus, in this life is our opportunity to glorify God in those ways. Only in this life also we can see the characteristics of God we have come to know. We won't be able to forgive in heaven because there's no one who could hurt us or no, there's no one who could take us. There are types of good exist in a certain times, uh, certain types of conditions. There is a good of forgiving because there is a condition because there is an unloving person or there is an unforgiving person. There is a good of love because there is an unloving person, and that uh, there is also a good of trusting God because we're in a condition where we don't know anything but we trust God. In a fallen world is also where Christ died. Like I've said, to the plan and foreknowledge of God to die in the hands of lawless men in Acts two twenty-three. Christ died for a higher good, that is, dying on our behalf and taking the divine wrath and became a sin bearer so that you and me can know can can now become the righteous of Christ in, in God's sight. And we can make sense of our suffering right now through through Christ and looking at his suffering, looking at his momentarily suffering. He went on carrying in the cross, going to the Calvary. Everything was momentarily and everything has a beginning and everything has an end. And all happened, happened to the most innocent person who has ever lived in the world so that if you put your trust, if you put his trust or our trust in his sacrifice, rest assured that you will have everlasting life. So, um, that is the story of my friend, and uh, I don't know if you could somehow relate to her story, the story of my other friend whose grandfather passing away, and the story of my other friend who was left because of her um, health condition. Um, But, like I said, everything has a reason, and God knows everything. And when we struggle with our faith, it's okay to say our honest prayers to Him, it is okay to pray that, why did this happen to me? I mean, and sometimes it is okay to to doubt. Doubt in such a way that we don't know what's ha- what's going on and we express these things to Him. But rest assured that as we pray, God already knows your prayers before you even say it. That may be the reason why these things happen. Why, maybe the reason why movies are like that too. You know, there's no happy story and then all of a sudden end like that there's always a friction there's always uh, the story sometimes fluctuates sometimes goes up sometimes goes down there's a conflict and there's a happy ending and whatever you're going through right now there's always hope and forgiveness in him whatever there's it's a sin in the past and there's uncertainty in our lives Um, there's hope and forgiveness in christ we look to him we understand his suffering we look to him. We ask for forgiveness, and when he said, "It is finished. It is finished." And maybe when we get, when we all get to heaven, we can ask God why these things happen in our lives. Thank you all for listening. And like I said, this is a short podcast. I would love to hear your story next time if you're um, willing to come to uh, the program and just uh, share your story. We can just like talk anything under the sun or anything about the sun. Let me know. Have a good day, have a good night, whatever you are doing. I'll see you all when I see you. Bye.